Welcome to AmiSites, a podcast that offers you access to thought leaders who can help you expand your entrepreneurial toolbox. Learn from seasoned entrepreneurs who have already walked in your shoes and can help you with your day-to-day business decisions. With your host, Ami Kassar. Ami is the founder and CEO of Multifunding, an advisory company that helps you grow and stay in control of your business. Hello and welcome everyone to our first inaugural live podcast. My name is Ami Kassar, founder and CEO of Multifunding. Since 2010, Multifunding has helped businesses achieve their biggest growth goals through creative and personalized funding solutions, working with hundreds of lenders across the nation. Joining us today are John and Mark Cronin. John and his dad, Mark, are the co-founders of John's Crazy Socks, a social enterprise with a mission to spread happiness. In five years, they bootstrapped their startup into the world's largest sock store with multi-million dollar sales in 88 nations. John may have Down syndrome, but he always says Down syndrome never holds me back. Our main topics today will focus on their journey working together, building their company in the highs and lows, especially through the pandemic. Welcome, John and Mark. We are so glad to be here. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. We've, uh, Amy, I have benefited from listening to you speak. I've learned a lot, so we're really grateful to be on your podcast. Thanks for thanks so much for being here. Tell me everything, guys. Tell me everything. Everything. So, what's the name of our business? Uh, our opinion is a John Critic Socks. I'm going to tell a story. Our mission is what? A spring happening. Right. Uh, so, you mentioned we are now the world's largest sock store. How many different socks do we have? We have 4,000 different kinds of socks. Holy but, smokes. Yes. But you know, we didn't start that way. So maybe we'll share our origins. That sounds good. So why don't we start with the beginning of your story? Share your journey with us. So our story start in a small log cabin in the woods. No. No, no, not really, right? <laughs> it starts on suburban Long Island in the fall of 2016. And where were you? I was at Huntington High School. I couldn't be my last year school. And like everybody else, John was trying to figure out, what do I do next? What do I do when school is over? What were you looking at? I got a job program at school. I just like to say, I don't like. He didn't say anything he liked. And unfortunately, I mean, that's reality for too many people with the differing ability. The unemployment rate for people with disabilities in the U.S. is double the national average. But that doesn't begin to tell the story. Only one in five are employed. But John here is a natural entrepreneur. Yes, I am. You didn't see a job you wanted. What would you say? I, I, I want to create one. I want to make one. What did you tell me? I, I said, I want to go business with my dad. I'm nice. Father and son been together. So this is pretty cool. I, I'm a lucky man. I got three sons. Yes, you are. Yes. And you're mm-hmm. the youngest of the three. Yes. And you're one I can work with. So <laughs> <laughs> then it was okay. So we're going to business together. What do you want to do? And Emma, you work with entrepreneurs all the time. You know they all have lots of ideas. And some of them are even good ideas. What was one of your ideas? One of them is a food truck. A cup idea from the movie Chef and John Fowler. 
uh, as a movie about about a father and son bonding a food truck. Which sounded pretty cool. And we were thinking, what could we make? Where would we put it? But we ran yeah. into a problem. Oh, we can't cook. Yeah, we can't cook. So <laughs> it was not going to be a food truck. But then, right before Thanksgiving in the U.S., John had his eureka moment. I did. I want to sell crazy socks. Why socks? It's fun. It's colorful. It's creative. I'll always let me be me. John had worn these crazy socks his whole life. We used to drive around looking for them. So we figured if John loved them that much, surely other people would too, and we could find our tribe. So that's where the idea came from. And what we did, we eschewed the traditional business plan. We went the lean startup route. We said, let's just get something up and running and we'll test the idea. So you already had the name. Yeah, I have a name as well, as well a website. It, it turns name. out if it's your idea, you get to put your name in the title. Yeah, of the yes, I, 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 <laughs> my dad introduced you a mock series, and not going to happen. Not going to happen. Huh? We built a, um, a website on the Shopify platform, and you know, we're bootstrapping. The only marketing we did was to set up a Facebook page. And you make do with what you have. So we took out my cell phone and we made some videos. And who was in those videos? I am. I took part of socks. Socks, socks, more socks. And what day did we open? We opened on a Friday, December 9th, 2016. We didn't know what to expect. We got, we're very fortunate, we got a flood of orders. And most of them were local orders which made sense. He was in the local high school. We lived in the town of Huntington. We had a temporary office there. What did we do with those first orders? Our first order is uh, our home deliveries. We get red boxes. I, I, I put a sock in the box and I put a chicken in the outroad. And I, we get a, a bag of cousin cases and I dug it in and, and uh, I load up and car. I go, Knock at doors, customer responds, they love the socks <laughs> and, and share it on social media. A word I get that spread. We had some customers ordering again just to get John to come back to their house. <laughs> so by the end of that month, and really two weeks, we had shipped 452 orders, had $13,000 in revenue, and we said, okay, we have something here. We were you making the socks? What were you doing? Were you buying the socks? Selling other people's socks. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, here's one of those entrepreneurial stories. We sold so many in the first two days that we were running out of inventory. So what do you do? We drove to every Kmart in Suffolk County and bought all the socks we could just so we'd have some inventory, just so we'd have some when customers showed up. Um, but we, you know, we learned one, people want to buy socks. Right, and two, people want to buy socks from me. They related to John. They liked that personal touch of the thank you note and the candy and the home deliveries, even if they weren't getting a home delivery. They liked the fact that we had already pledged 5% of our earnings to the Special Olympics. 
and something that caught us by surprise we didn't anticipate we got a very emotional response from many people because they had a family member with down syndrome or autism or a different ability or they knew somebody with that and they felt a very strong connection to the customer plus you learn by doing right if you stop and think about everything you're going to do when you're starting a business you would never do it because it's too much but you learn by doing so we learned that this young man this is old man this old man we could sell socks so, so that's how we got started and you can see you know that's what gives us our dna you can see all the ingredients were already present there and so the socks is coming you're getting going things are moving along how are you guys doing in business together who's who's telling who what to do well he's got the name on the business but you know one of the things that we've had a uh, an interesting journey over the last five years when we started it was just the two of us um in 2017 and 2018 we benefited from a series of viral events uh watch what you ask for you may get it uh, and some really great and extensive media coverage which gave us lots of customers lots of sales put tremendous stress on our operational capabilities and was overwhelming at times um really put us on the map and helped establish the brand and yet as we enter 2019 and you being a finance guy you understand this everything looked great our growth was fabulous we were making a profit on paper and we had no money um because we had bootstrapped we weren't sufficiently financed and growth is very expensive you know i joke with my um accountant i said how could we make money and i have no money look in your warehouse you see all that inventory there's all your money um so 2019 we spent trying to get capital our sales were leveling off um we had banks coming in saying, oh, we love this. We love the story. We love the growth. We love the profit. Uh, we're not going to give you any money. Um, you're a startup and you can't vouch for all this. We made mistakes in borrowing from some of the wrong people, which in a previous day we'd call loan sharks. Mm. They uh, call cash advance places. Mm. And uh, by the end of the year, you know, this wonderful story, it turns out, for all intents and purposes, we were bankrupt. I remember meeting with a bankruptcy law firm, but them telling me you have to declare bankruptcy, but they wanted $50,000 up front. And I was like, guys, if I had $50,000, I wouldn't be talking to you. Um, we were very fortunate after kissing a lot of toads, we found the right strategic partner, a third generation family business that have been around for 60 years making socks for department stores for brand names uh so we were a good fit because we we were a brand um that gave us both manufacturing capabilities and uh financial stability uh, that brought us up to the pandemic which um was an interesting test for our business and for all of us right um 
What happened for your business? Well, we have three basic selling seasons. We do most of our business in the holiday season in the fourth quarter. And the middle of the year is awful. No one buys socks in the summer. But in the spring, we do well because of things like World Down Syndrome Day and Autism Awareness Month and lots of public events and media coverage. Well, the pandemic wiped all that out. So it cost us hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue. But, you know, to paraphrase the movie, there's no crying in business. So what do we do? The first thing, we had to take care of everybody's health. And particularly, more than half of our colleagues have a differing ability. Many of them were very vulnerable. John, for example, people with Down syndrome were not more likely to get the virus, but if they did, they were five times more likely to be hospitalized and 10 times more likely to die. Mm -hmm. so very careful. Then you have to adapt. So we would host school tours and tours from social service agencies. We moved those online. We did a lot of speaking engagements. We crisscrossed the country in Canada and Mexico before the pandemic. Well, all that shut down. We moved that online. Um, that opens up opportunities, right? Now we've had groups from around the world come and tour our facility. And we've spoken around the world in virtual conferences. We, how do you adapt our, you, know, you adapt your uh, products you sell. So one of the things we made were healthcare superhero socks to say thank you to frontline workers. And those have raised over $50,000 to uh, for frontline workers with the American Nurses Association. And you look for new opportunities. So we had easy ones, right? We made masks with our prop, with our logos and in our style. Um, we have a mission to spread happiness. We started doing a Facebook live show once a week. So seven o'clock on Thursday nights, uh, we do that. And what do you do every Tuesday afternoon? Every Tuesday, um, I hold a dance party. Um, uh, a dance party every Tuesday afternoon at 3, uh, 3 p.m. every time. So John hosts an online dance party. What better way to spread happiness? Yes. For you. So you keep the brand going. And what we were able to do was stabilize. And then last year, we were able to get back to a growth mode. Um, we grew our revenue by 47%, which was uh, putting us back in the right trajectory of, of getting more sales. And this year, we have three objectives. We're growing our direct-to-consumer business. We have a B2B business that's been out there for four years of companies calling us up and saying, can you make custom socks for us? Can you do gift bags for us? We created a charity fundraising program. Um, so we've made socks for IBM and Microsoft and Google, and, you know, uh, Meredith Vieira's son's wedding and sweet 16 parties. And so we're very smart people. And after four years of doing this, we said, what do you think would happen if we actually marketed these services? <laughs> so we're growing that and we're entering the wholesale channel. So uh, we, we need to be able to develop our own full line of socks, develop the, the infrastructure, be able to support that. We wanted to be just selling and wholesale 
by the fourth quarter, we're already selling on Zappos. We I can we haven't officially announced it, but we have a deal with Macy's.com and we have a deal with Kohl's that we'll be in 856 Kohl's stores uh, in the fourth quarter this year. So, um, you know, the, the approach we're taking is working, which is drive the mission that drives the brand and that drives sales. I love it. You could look in the rear view mirror. This is a question for both of you. And do anything differently that you in the last couple of years what would you have done differently what would you do differently um differently uh what would you not do again or what would you do that we haven't done um let me think i i, I don't know that i i don't know as the answer i mean I, there are a couple of things i can point to um we should have tempered our growth of expenses early on. We were growing rapidly and in retrospect, we grew our infrastructure too fast. Um, so our expenses were too high when what were in actuality anomalies in sales driven by some one-off events, some viral events, you know, a, a video getting 40 million views um we overreacted to that and drove expenses up and the second is we needed to manage cash flow and get investment money up front um that would make us more financially secure but also give us some of the management talent we needed to manage uh infrastructure to manage our production side um we've We've done those things, but it would have been better to do them earlier. Understood. Looking forward, if you could paint a portrait or a picture of what you want your business to look like in a couple of years, what do you want it to look like, John? What do you want? What do you want to happen next? Where do you want to be in a few years? Five years from now. Five, five years. I just want to uh, like. I like I go I go I go on the road. I go go to speak engagement. Just like uh like I I like go to a a rotary club. Like I I go. You like going out to speak. I love going out speaking engagement. I go I go out I promote and promote our businesses, meet customers. It's good for us. Uh, for further me with that and uh, remedying my business. We, we want to continue to drive the mission, which is focused around yeah. hiring people with different yes. abilities, showing yes. what they can do, which is focused around taking care of customers, sharing customer experience, giving back program. You know, so in stages of that, we need to reach more people. We want our products to be everywhere our customers are. That's why the wholesale is important. Uh, we will be introducing, uh, you know, now we want to grow out fully our sock line. Then it's introduced more in different products. And then it uh, expands so that we're doing more content 
creation, that grows a larger base. Then we can enter new markets, which will be other countries. Um, we, we see a very high ceiling for the business and we're just getting started. Love it. John, what's your favorite thing about working with your dad? My favorite thing about working with my dad, dad, oh, dad, I like doing uh, podcasts and I like doing like uh, uh, um, um, an interview. And like, I really like to do a home deliveries. And I like uh, doing with my dad, like making make videos. And I, 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 we both like to have uh, fundraising program videos. You like that? The speaking engagements? Yeah. What don't you like? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> John, John might be the hardest working, you know, they, they used to say that James Brown was the hardest working man in show business. Right. John yeah. might be the hardest working man in Sockdom. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you an anecdote about John, or, you know, there, there are many, but um, one night we had done a, a fundraiser with the Special oh, Olympics. Geez. It was a, uh, a young professional mixer in, in Manhattan, a lot of Wall Street type, a very hot club. We get home at three in the morning. And I tell John, look, you haven't had a day off in ages. Take tomorrow off, sleep in. Okay. I get up, I come to the office about 10 o'clock. Who comes walking in? It's John. This is this guy. He's no rest for the no rest for the wicked. Huh? What are you doing? He said I took an Uber to the office. I have things to do. <laughs> or or another time we had been traveling a lot. We gone like four or five weeks without a day off because we're traveling on weekends and uh, and I'm worried. You know, you don't want him to get too tired or or overworked. And I keep checking. He said he's okay, but we get we hop in a taxi. Oh, Dad, don't say it. <laughs> and he he's going to tell the story. You can't stop. You can't stop him. He looks at me. He says, "We have to talk." Oh, what's the matter? It's, it's too much. The planes and the hotels and the trains, all the travel. It's too much. I go. Are you missing home? Are you homesick? Are you? No. I think we're spending too much money on all this. Ah. And I said, well, well, John, you realize that in most of these cases, somebody else is paying for our travel. And in fact, they're paying for us to come and speak. And he looks at me and thinks about this for a minute. Then he says, oh, well, we should be doing more of it then. <laughs> you like that, huh? Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much. It's a great story. Keep going. It's a great story about not giving up. It's a great story about fighting through those hard first few years and making progress. John, I want you to promise me one thing. Yes. You're not going to let your dad slack off, okay? <laughs> He's already told me I can never retire. <laughs> yeah. Not that I want to, but we get to have so much fun. And you have advice for people? Yeah, Dad. Uh, follow, follow your heart. Follow, follow your dreams. Work hard. So you can do. Yes. And we can, put a plug in. Where can people find us? Uh, you can go, go uh, find us at John's Crazy Socks dot 
pop. There you go, TronsCrazySocks.com. Hope all the listeners will go out and buy their socks. And you guys are really an inspiration. TronsCrazySocks.com. Keep plugging, keep fighting, keep making big things happen. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Abby. Thank you. Take care now. Okay, guys. Thanks for joining us today on AMI Sites with your host, Ami Kassar, the foremost SBA thought leader. Make sure you visit us at multifunding.com where you can meet our advisory team and learn more about how we help entrepreneurs fund their future.